the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Plenty of good seats available. Yep, uh, the Pirates, you remember them? Uh, Losers of seven in a row, I think it is now. They're playing the Miami Marlins in uh, Miami tonight at Marlins Park, I think is what it's called these days, where they have been drawing less than 10,000 people a game on most nights. Now, why am I telling you this? Because, uh, you know, why should you care about the Pirates? They... They stink, and they're not going anywhere this year, and their season's pretty much over, and it's, what is it, June 12th or whatever it is? Uh, Because this is another case where sports intersects with politics. Uh, The Pirates stink, but the the Marlins, they really stink. And the Marlins and Miami are a prime example of of some of the uh, worst political corruption in the country over the last, I don't know, you can go back 50 years, but it's at least 30 going back to... The uh, maybe the late '80s, early '90s, when um, Baltimore built a, a ballpark, and uh, this was before PNC Park was built, uh, Camden Yards was built in Baltimore. That kind of set the tone for the the old-fashioned ballparks, and uh, then the, everybody started tearing down the old oval-shaped ones that were dual-purpose with football and baseball. The ones that were going to stand there forever, they lasted about 30 years, and so that's when it started. And if you add it all up. Uh, the and the and the stadiums keep getting more expensive, not even just because of inflation, but it's billions and billions of dollars that have been confiscated from taxpayers to pay for ballparks, stadiums, arenas. It happened here. Not none of the three teams should have been given a nickel for for their for their buildings. Uh, the Penguins. Though after they were after the Pirates and the Steelers had money stolen from the taxpayers to build their stadiums, uh, you can't say you can't if you're the government and you've just given money to the two other businesses in town, similar businesses in town. And I know I'm dating myself here, but you can't you can't build a new store for uh, Kaufmans and Gimbel's and then tell Horns that they don't get one. Uh, we're not giving you money, but that's so that's why the Penguins got it. But of course, the other thing about the Penguins. Is that they also um, they came forth with a plan to not pay have any taxpayer dollars pay for their building and the the government turned them down and then spent three hundred million dollars so it's just typical of the stupidity uh, and the corruption of the stupid corrupt politicians but um, so they're a prime example down in Miami maybe the best example. Uh, of this political corruption. So if you tune into the game tonight, unless, I don't know, maybe there's something special tonight. Maybe they have a some kind of a promotion or a concert where there's going to be an actual crowd there. But the chances are you're going to see a pathetic sight. Lots and lots and lots of empty seats in a really nice ballpark. They, I think it was this just past week, they had crowds of like 6,000 people there. That, that's in a beautiful ballpark. Well, it's not beautiful. It's actually hideous because it has a dome on it. And I hate baseball fields with roofs but i mean it's you know it's, it's a ballpark and it's it's new and it's it, it's luxurious and all those things whether or not you consider it a good looking baseball park that's another issue but you're going to see most likely lots and lots of empty seats in a really nice ballpark with a roof and the miami new times they called uh, remember now i said this is a this is a an issue that's been going on for years and years and years the miami new times called this the worst stadium deal ever. That's what the Miami uh, New Times said about it. The waste, the worst stadium deal in history, and that's saying something. It cost six hundred and sixty-one million dollars. Now, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this because you know, just even if you're not have any interest, don't have any interest in turning in the game, just uh, tuning in the game, just. Um, Turn your TV on and check the crowd out. If it's not, if tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, again, they may have some special thing going on where I'll be wrong about this, but I have a pretty good feeling I'm right. Um, just 
turn it on and look and see all the empty seats and then keep that figure of $661 million in your brain. That's what the Marlins uh, um, got, a $661 million stadium, and they paid for less than a third of it. And, of course, they got the naming rights and all that stuff, and they get their money back. And the city of Miami gets almost no revenue from the ballpark, which is uh, not all that unusual. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of that way with PNC Park and Heinz Field. The Steelers get all the revenue from from concerts and things like that, and they play, pay a ridiculously low rent for it. So, But it's worse in Miami than just about anywhere. And, of course, before they got their ballpark, the owner, Jeff Loria, uh, he had threatened, with the help of the commissioner at that time, Bud Selig, to move to another city where they know that they could find politicians corrupt enough to steal from their taxpayers and build them a new ballpark. Um, it didn't get to that point. And the deal that the idiots in charge in Miami made is such a bad deal that the interest rate is ridiculously high. And that's going to mean 2.4 billion dollars in public money that will go to pay for the uh, interest and everything on this loan by the time the whole thing is paid off, which it, in most cases it'll probably be torn down the way Three Rivers Stadium was before it was actually paid off. So um, $2.4 billion in public money spent by the time it's paid off. And before they finally came up with this deal, there were all kinds of lawsuits and an SEC investigation because of some shaky accounting by the owners. The citizens were lied to and then had their money stolen. And that's where the Pirates and Marlins will play tonight at the old ball yard. And, uh, you know, maybe one of these days when the, I don't know how many, how many, what, how many empty seats will the Marlins have to play in front of before they play this song by Frank Sinatra? The air was such a wonder from the hot dogs and the beer yes there used to be a ballpark right here we've been telling you about something called miracles and moon for a few weeks here and uh, the president and ceo mike mcgolick joins us thanks for having us john we appreciate all the support mike your son has a genetic disorder that makes him someone who will appreciate this field right yeah that's correct our youngest son luke has a rare genetic disease called 5p minus about 30 to 35 kids a year in the u.s are born with wow, it that's all um, yeah so the main reason that we're building this field with the help of the community is that we want everyone to have a team everyone to use a restroom with the dignity that they deserve mm-hmm. and have families to have a safe place to play you're not getting any federal taxpayer money here right so this is all donations that's going to get this thing done yeah that's correct everyone talks about how great pittsburgh is and our board can definitely feel that because the money that we've raised close to two million dollars have been from individuals companies and foundations and if you'd like to see how you can help please go to the website check it out at miraclesinmoon.org miraclesinmoon.org are you about to pay double for new windows siding or doors if you haven't called windows are us you just might many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double with over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining The Answers, Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, 
sea and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the garden tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just go to our website for more details and registration information at theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest Free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-In Pest Free is 100% chemical-free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, got some good news yesterday. A jury uh, awarded Gibson's Bakery in Oberlin, Ohio, uh, $33 million in a suit against Oberlin College. I was hoping that that would be enough to put Oberlin out of business, but somebody told me that they have an endowment of close to a billion dollars, but... You have to be happy for the bakery anyway. Oberlin is one of the most liberal colleges out there. And who better to talk about that than Spencer Brown, a spokesman for Young America's Foundation. He joins us now. Spencer, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I know uh, YAF has been around for a while. I, I think I interviewed um, Ben Shapiro like 10 years ago when he was he was probably still in college then. Would that be right? Uh, pretty close to that, yeah. He finished college pretty young, though, so I'm not sure. But, yeah, he's uh, he's one of our campus all-stars that we have, you know, bringing him to all these campuses to bring, for once, conservative ideas and some truth. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I uh, interviewed him when this uh, organization was still pretty new. At least he was new with it, and he was uh, just making a name for himself. Anyway, you're in the uh, conservatism activism, uh, conservative activism business on campuses. Has that job ever been tougher, or is it getting easier? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I've been doing it now close to four years, and uh, what I've seen is a very sorry state of affairs on American college campuses. But, you know, YAF has been around since the 1960s, and it really the battles that we're fighting today and for the right to speak and the right to have, you know, the same rights as leftists on campus is something that we've been fighting for decades, you know, far beyond uh, when I started. And it seems, though, that things have kind of ratcheted up. When you look at the opposition that we face, you know, students are getting sort of leftist students, that is, are getting more violent and more intolerant, it seems, almost every day. And now it's not just when, you know, conservative speakers like a Ben Shapiro shows up on campus that they get all riled up, but even just the suggestion of conservative ideas or anything that they deem uncomfortable for them to have to think about is now resisted, you know, with protests, with riots. Uh, it's really sad that that's what higher education has become. So let's recap. What did Oberlin do to Gibson's Bakery to cost it $33 million, which I was thrilled to see? Well, yeah, I mean, this was a huge unforced error on their part where they had a situation where some students from their school uh, were involved in basically an attempted robbery of the store. Uh, and because the owners of the store, the family there, you know, sought to protect their own property and their business and also sought to stop the sale of alcohol to an underage individual that was there, uh, the students cried, you know, racial profiling. And instead of doing the smart thing from a PR standpoint, which was saying, uh, we're going to wait and see what the courts decide, the university decided to uh, take the side of the social justice warriors and basically launched this smear campaign against this family business that was really a pillar of their community. Uh, and, you know, initially they were awarded that $11 million in damages, but then the jury came back with those additional $33 million in punitive damages. So now, you know, Oberlin's looking at having to pay close uh, upwards of $40 million uh, because they couldn't keep their mouths shut and didn't feel like they could sit on the sidelines and allow the justice system to do what it was created to do. So it's 33 plus 11. So it's up to, so it's that's, actually 44. Oh, that's even better. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, as Oberlin, do you know if Oberlin is planning to appeal it, fight it? Uh, it's it does sound like they're trying to fight it. Uh, something that I see all the time, whether it's dealing with free speech or the lawsuits that we file, 
uh, to get our students First Amendment rights. You know, what they say and what they do are two very different things. So we have them saying, you know, we did nothing wrong. We are, you know, basically being maligned in this situation. There's this anti-campus bias that they're claiming now that they're the victim of, uh, which is just absurd. You know, like you pointed out, they have an endowment close to a billion dollars. And so even $44 million is a lot of money. Uh, It's basically a drop in the bucket for them. But now they're trying to play the victim, turn it around, say that they're cash poor and they don't sort of have the liquidity in order to mm-hmm. make this payment. So they're, they're trying to appeal it. Uh, but, you know, the jury coming back with that high of, a, of an amount for punitive damages suggests uh, that the, the, the case is pretty much settled against them. Well, they better watch out that, uh, that, if, that the, the, the kiddies there on the Oberlin campus don't find out that part of that endowment is in like fossil fuel investments or stocks or you know uh property whatever uh you know they wouldn't want to have that happen then how would they explain that i'd love to see the breakdown of where that almost one billion dollars how it's made up um but uh was was there anybody in the well first of all there was a time when if you were especially at a small college which that is it's not a big university um if you were a student and you did what these kids were alleged to have done, and then later admitted to have uh, to do uh, to to have done. Um, you got expelled. They threw you out. There wasn't the, the school wouldn't. I mean, the school might want to make sure that you get um, due process. But if you were found guilty of that, they threw you out. They don't want you anymore. Did did anybody from the was there anybody at the school that stood up for the bakery? And by the way, it's not just a bakery that sells cookies. They sell beer, and it's 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 like a deli type place uh, that's been on campus forever. Yeah, you know, if if there was anyone on campus who was advocating for due process or the rule of law, in this case, they were definitely a, a silent minority. And I'm assuming we're afraid to speak out, given the university coming out so strongly uh, on the side of you know social justice uh, rather than the side of actual real justice as it was playing out. But I think, you know, if you look at how the university treated the students, you see something that has become largely problematic, and that is these university administrators are basically terrified of the intolerant students who populate their campuses. You know, they never hold accountable the students who are trying to shut down speakers. They never punish them for, you know, setting their campuses on fire because the the administrators basically look at it and say, oh, these poor students were made to feel so uncomfortable. We should do whatever we can to accommodate them rather than give them, you know, some tough love and show them that the world is a diverse place with different people from different backgrounds with different ideas. Uh, and instead we see that kind of on these campuses, it's sort of like the inmates are running the asylum now and that the students who are so incapable of handling different ideas, have just taken their own universities hostage. Who sends their kid to Oberlin? <laughs> that is a great question as well. Well, apparently, with an endowment that large, they've got enough, you know, people who over the years have helped helped build that school. And I actually know a couple people who are alumnus of the alumni of the university from, uh, you know, not recent history, but who got a good education there. You know, I think it used to truly be. A center for higher learning. But sure. what we've seen at Oberlin and, you know, the Ivy Leagues, the bigger state schools across the country, uh, is they've all sort of followed this downward spiral into turning from education into indoctrination. Uh, and so, you know, I know the, the alumni who I'm thinking of specifically, you know, he doesn't support the school at all anymore because it's completely abandoned the values that he was initially taught there. Uh, we're talking to Spencer Brown. He's a spokesman for Young America's Foundation. Have you ever uh, ventured onto the Oberlin campus and and uh, not in disguise or you know and, and identified <laughs> yourself as an actual conservative? Uh, no, that is one of uh, a few campuses that are sort of notorious for being intolerant that I have yet to go to. Uh, but you know, we'll not, you'll never know where I'll end up. Is it on your Shapiro or some? Is it on your well, bucket yes. list? Absolutely it is. I would love to get a conservative speaker in there through Young America's Foundation just to sort of, you know, make the university prove whether or not they stand for intellectual diversity or not. And I have a sinking feeling they would not be helpful in bringing that yeah. sort of intellectual diversity to their campus. Well, do you know, are, are, is, there a, is there one conservative student on campus? Um, I do know of a couple. I'm not sure if they're still current students, but I do know there were a couple who were involved with Young America's Foundation uh, a few years ago who were, you know, doing basically the Lord's work there, trying to show that there are conservatives on that campus and that conservative ideas have the same legitimacy and the same right to be expressed and debated on campus. 
Uh, I know they didn't have an easy time with it, but uh, I do know that there have been some conservatives there more recently. Now, um, do you find that students are indoctrinated with liberal ideas after they get to places like Oberlin, or is it more peer pressure uh, or, or teachers? And or, or do they, are they already indoctrinated when they arrive? Well, I think universities play a huge role in basically shutting out any opposing ideas to that leftist orthodoxy that sort of reigns supreme. And we see that from, you know, the first day of orientation when students are told they need to identify themselves with their preferred pronouns and often uh, take a privilege quiz to find out who has the most privilege and therefore (laughs) whose opinion is least valued. Uh, But exceedingly, what we find is that the sort of indoctrination has spread downward into high schools. Um, and that's why our high school programs and our high school YAF chapters are the fastest growing sector of our programs at Young America's Foundation because we see the same things that are threatening the idea of just open learning in college are now spreading into high school. So I do think colleges do a ton of damage at suppressing free thinking, uh, but high schools are also contributing that now. I'm uh, down to about a minute, a little bit over a minute, and I'm up against a hard break, so I'm going to have to go. But there seems to be competition among private schools. Why aren't there more uh, conservative private schools popping up? Well, that's a great question. You know, the market would uh, say that there would be more of that kind of school as there's a demand for real education today. Um, But unfortunately, what we saw just in the last spring semester is a lot of those private, supposedly conservative, even self-proclaimed conservative schools were acting just like the UC Berkeley's and the Oberlin's in rejecting speakers like Ben Shapiro and telling him that he's not welcome at their school because of his speech. Wow. So um, what's next? I got about 30 seconds here. Where's your next stop? Uh, our next stop, actually, I'm headed out to the Reagan Ranch next week. The Young America's Foundation owns and preserves. We have about uh, close to 700 participants coming together to hear uh, from leading conservatives, uh, including Ben Shapiro and Michael Moles, uh, to get students kind of fired up to go back to school in the fall. Very good. Spencer Brown, uh, Young America's Foundation, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, before I tell you who is the Beef Jerky Outlet Jerk of the Week, I'll let you hear why he made Jerk of the Week. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America is we're going to cure cancer. Yep, that's Joe Biden. He promises to cure cancer. Now, how could anybody not vote for Joe I say we should make him president by proclamation on Monday. I mean, why would we put off curing cancer for a year and a half just for a stupid election? Get Joe in there now or not. He's never going to be president, by the way. But he's the jerk of the week, and you can't take that away from him. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Beef Jerky Outlet, Tanger Outlets Washington, and Grove City Outlets. With over 100 varieties, there's one to satisfy the jerk in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlets.com. And remember, don't be a jerk. Well, there's a little bit of time before the break. I just want to tell you, coming up after the break, uh, I read a piece today that's the best I've ever read on the subject. Um, it's about statues, you know, Thomas Jefferson statues and names being removed and the founders being um, their their reputations being destroyed or their accomplishments being wiped out because of, well, in the case of Jefferson, of course, he owned slaves. Um, when we come back after this break, uh, we'll talk to the person who wrote the piece, but it's it's the best I've ever read. And you can find it at The Federalist. It's written by Joy Pullman. And she'll be uh, she'll be here uh, when we come back. But um, I, I, I meant to look up the uh, what the uh, tuition cost is for Oberlin. Is it Oberlin College or University these days? Uh, it's Oberlin College. I um, I'm going to guess. Um, I'll look it up. Maybe maybe Aaron Byrne, who's the uh, the producer here and knows everything. She probably knows this off the top of her head. Fifty two thousand a year. That's tuition. That's 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 not room and board. So, oh, so let's add another what twelve to that. So, well, it's at least I will call it sixty five thousand dollars a year to go there to Oberlin College. Just uh, put that on your list of a place not to send your kids or grandkids to college. Oberlin College in Ohio. We'll be back. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is publicly blaming Iran for this week's attack on two oil tankers near the strategic Strait of Hormuz. The president's making clear Washington blames Tehran. Iran did do it. But even as officials here at the Pentagon consider boosting defenses in the region, the president's hoping aggressive U.S. diplomacy will force Iran to the negotiating table. The administration seems caught between pressure to reassure Gulf allies by punishing Iran and avoiding getting close closer to war. Acting Defense Chief Patrick Shanahan says the aim now is to rally the world to condemn Iran. To build international consensus to this international problem. Sagar Magani at the Pentagon. On Wall Street, the Dow by 17 points to 26,089. The Nasdaq dropped 40. The S&P lower by 5. Oil up 23 cents to 52.51 a barrel. This is SRN News. Ford Pass. Everything you need to keep moving right in the palm of your hand. Now you can earn points to use toward flexible complimentary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Plus, use the app to access roadside assistance. You'll even earn exclusive Ford Pass rewards just for maintaining your vehicle. Only Ford Pass combines roadside assistance, Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complimentary maintenance. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford Proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about how you can earn complimentary maintenance on every new Ford. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via download. Dennis Prager believes the information gap is significant. I want people who do not agree with me to read me. This is a very real problem in America. Conservatives read and know what the left thinks, and the opposite is not the case at all. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-486. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion, Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We've got some heavy delays on the Parkway North. You'll see that from Camp Horn Road up to 79, and you're jammed up northbound 79 from Mountain Ebo Road up to 19. That from an earlier crash. Very busy also on the Parkway West, inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound slowing down Baxville Road to Roslyn Farms Road. Very heavy on the Parkway East as well. Outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
partly cloudy tonight and comfortable with a low of 55. For tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine becoming breezy with a shower or thunderstorm in the area late in the day, high 76. Periods of rain and a thunderstorm for tomorrow night, low 64. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 77 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Democrats are planning to put the push on for reparations for slavery next week. It's kind of tying in with the stupidity of tearing down the reputations and statues of the founders because they own slaves. It's dumb. And Joy Pullman wrote a great piece about it today for The Federalist. She joins us now. Joy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So you were obviously annoyed uh, by the news of the plans to stop recognizing Thomas Jefferson's birthday in his hometown, of all places. What's the, uh, what's the reason? Not that you were annoyed. Why are they not going to recognize his birthday anymore? Well, uh, the new mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, I, I read, I looked through all the local coverage that I could find, and um, it basically the reporter said, you know, she did not give comment on her reason for proposing um, eliminating a cel- the, the town's, you know, many years old celebration of Thomas Jefferson on his birthday. But, I mean, the, you know, the reason is obvious. I mean, we've had, you know, for the past couple of years, there's just been this increase and, you know, denigration of the American founders, particularly over the slavery issue. You know, they can't have possibly ever done anything good in their lives because, you know, the fact that several of them owned slaves, they lived in a society that, you know, um, tolerated slavery, and they created a constitution that did not immediately eradicate slavery. Those are all the charges against them. And given as reasons, we should ignore all of their accomplishments. Yeah, and none of those things that you just mentioned that uh, are going to change and this looks like to me like another one of those trains coming down the track that I, I don't know how it can be stopped. What I'm talking about is the attitude you just described. Yeah, and, and I think the real reason for that is because Americans don't know, you know almost anything about their own history. I mean, and uh, that's a sad fact. It, it, American history is extremely complex. The reasons that the Constitution you know, did not eliminate uh, slavery and everything that went into our nation doing that, you know, are extremely complex. There's lots of things at, at place there. And if you don't know, you know, if you haven't studied that intensely, like I have been blessed to do, I went to Hillsdale College. Um, I helped prepare history curriculums. So I've done a lot of, you know, reading about it that the average person has not been, uh, you know, given and, and should have been given through our public school system, but simply hasn't been. So if you haven't had the advantage um, that really, um, if you haven't been given the birthright of understanding what this country is, how it was created, and, you know, the, the national uh, struggles that we had to go through to do the right thing to eliminate slavery, then you have, you know, then it, it seems to make intuitive sense to you just to say, oh, you know, oh my, you know, these, I mean, you know, obviously it, we, we've realized that slavery, chattel slavery is a moral evil. So, you know, it's a simple-minded conclusion to sit there and say, well, therefore, anyone who allowed or participated in it, you know, we, we can just ignore everything that they thought and they said and they did, you know, because of this one single fact about them. But, you know, if you put it in perspective, I like to think about it if you compare it to the abortion debate, right? So for people like me who believe that abortion is mass murder, <laughs> um, I live in a society um, that is legalized mass murder, um, you know, so... If you can, I mean, so even if you don't agree with that uh, understanding of abortion, you can immediately, I think, by that comparison, understand, whoa, you know, what is a single person, even even dedicated minority of citizens going to do about the fact that their society participates in a mass evil like that? You can't just pass a law and turn, you know, turn it over. There, there's, you know, people whose ways of life are dependent on this thing that we allow in our society, even though it's evil. You know, there's... Um, all kinds of repercussions that were happen if we were to simply outlaw abortion, right? You know, right. Well, and one of the, them would be the fact that they would create a backlash that would just re-entrench it and demand that it be put into place, possibly stronger than it had before. So it is not an easy thing to get rid of a major moral, you know, problem that a society has. It takes many years, and in the United States, it took almost suicide. I mean, the United States almost dissolved. Um, to eliminate slavery, and it almost never formed. It, it would have not have gone and been able to form if um, they had eradicated it in the Constitution. 
so we would not have the United States today if, you know, the, the founders had done that. So they made the pragmatic choice to, tr- they were hoping that it would eliminate itself. It was dying out at the time of the founding. Um, and, you know, you know so they, they made the moral choice to say that, you know, we are going to create a constitution that is dedicated to freedom and we will gradually increase that freedom to as many people as possible over time. And our nation waged the bloodiest conflict of our history, the highest percentage of American men died shooting their own brothers across the battlefield in order to eradicate slavery. It was a very high price and we paid it. And I mean, it was difficult. There's lots of wrong on both sides, but it's not just, you just can't sit there and say, you know, and, and finger wag at men who created the greatest country in the history of the earth simply because what they did was good, but it wasn't perfect. Yeah, and that you know that all makes way too much sense because the the um, you know the the decision to to um, uh, eradicate slavery is getting further and further in the rearview mirror and becoming mm-hmm. and it, and it's just one of those things you learn about in history and nobody really seems to spend the time thinking about exactly what it meant and how hard it was at the time of the founding and the time of the uh, when they drew up the Constitution. That they couldn't just say, okay, uh, starting uh, Tuesday, there's no slavery. It, 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 it's, right. it, it wasn't going to happen. I mean, and, you, I mean at some of the, the, the southern states, you know, at, uh, at the time of the American founding and the Civil War, actually, at, uh, I mean, some, in some of those states, the population of slaves was larger than the, the, the population of free people. You know, so you're, you're looking at millions of people who have been abused, you know, who have been re- not educated, who have been, you know, forced to work in degrading conditions for all of their lives. Their families have been ripped apart by slavery. You know, and you're just going to say, okay, all of a sudden you're free, you know, go off and take care of yourself. That's completely, you know, not humanitarian. It's not responsible at all, right? right. So, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, and, and then all of these people have a just grievance against the society that had enslaved them and abused them. You know, so what are you going to do about that problem? I mean, you, that's not, you can't just wave your hand and say, oh, you know, you know, ding dong, the witch is dead, everything is over, you know, think, you know, doing things like that have generations of repercussions that are still with us today. So, I mean, people, you know, anyway, so, so these, these people who go around, you know, spitting on the founders, who gave us the country, who gave us the, you know, the ability to spit on them, you know, we live in a free society right. in which we can cr- criticize our leaders, we can say whatever we like about them, and no one's going to put us in jail, or even nothing bad's going to happen to me if I say horrible things about anybody that I like. You know, and so that's the kind of country that we have because of these, because of what these men did for us. So I think a little bit more respect is in order, a lot more understanding of history, a lot more nuance. Um, and if you don't start with that posture of trying to understand why, then I don't think, you know, someone, you just can't have any credibility because you're, you're flatly acting out of ignorance. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I remember reading in the book, uh, um, the, the uh, uh, it's about, was well, about Abraham Lincoln. I'm trying to think of the name of it now. It's about his cabinet, and it's um, it was just written not too long ago. Anyway, I'll think of it. I, I always do this. I think of something, then I lose it. Uh, I but, know, me too. But, but um, I remember reading the, that it was Abraham Lincoln um, who wrote a letter to someone. Uh, I think it was when he was – I don't know if it was when he was running for Congress or whether he was running for president. But he was um, defending himself by saying that he did not believe that blacks were um, – equal to white and, and and that's just the what and he's the guy who freed them and that's the well, way people I mean, thought Abraham about it back lincoln, then abraham lincoln won the presidency in a four-way race he won with a minority of the states i mean we think you know donald trump is criticized today for having won through the electoral college rather than the popular vote you know abraham lincoln got you know something like a third of the votes in the country and only from a regional you know from a certain region of the country not even as widespread as, as, as President Trump. So he had an extremely tenuous position. He was not supported by the vast majority of Americans at his time. And so he could not step out in front of them too far, right? His leash, you know, from the electorate was extremely tight. Throughout his presidency, he was mocked by people on his own side. He, you know, was called an ape, a baboon, you know, a simpleton, yeah. Yeah. all kinds of horrible names. I mean, so... The thing that he did with, you know, his presidency is is, is astonishing. Uh, what he was able to accomplish when he didn't even have the majority of the country behind him. 
And, you know, I mean, anyway, so, I mean, that's just one simple fact that, and, and there, there's hundreds of thousands of more of factors like this that went into this history. And if you don't even know one of them, you know, I, you know, anyway, it, it's just, it's utter. <laughs> well, you're, Joy, you're, it's, it's I think. Shocking. It's shocking. It's so, you, it makes, obviously, it makes me mad. <laughs> well, you're obviously cursed with too much information. That's your problem. <laughs> um, well, I mean, right. I mean, uh, and. If you if you don't know anything about this, you, you shouldn't just be standing up and, and saying completely false things. Right. It's embarrassing. Team of Rivals was the name of the book. I've, I've, uh, okay, that, that was a good one. It was about all his cabinet that he he, he brought in cabinet um, and made, was made up of people that he had fought with politically, and he thought it was a good idea to bring him in. And I can't rattle off the people in the cabinet who the who who represented the rivals, but that's what the book was about. Um, and, and anyway, you say in your piece, this is uh, this stuff with uh, wanting to tear down the, the heroes. Um, you say it's uh, resentment, envy and ignorance, plain and simple. I have a feeling that the mayor and city council down there in Charlottesville wouldn't admit th- that. And uh, they also, by the way, no longer celebrate Columbus Day there. Oh, well, right. I mean, it's the same thing with Columbus. And look, I realize, you know, Columbus did some terrible things at the end of his life. He got drunk on power. And he also, you know, abused the natives of, of the territory that he was the governor of. And he was, in fact, recalled back to Spain by King Ferdinand and Isabella, who had sent him to the New World because of his mismanagement of the colony. So he wasn't allowed to just go around abusing people. He was punished for that, mm-hmm. you know, by, by the rulers who were over him. You know, but again, I mean, the, the end of this kind of thinking is overthrowing the idea of, of, of heroism at all. You know, and it, what it really is is saying that, you know, it's trying to debunk the idea of greatness by pulling down great, you know, men and women to our own size and saying that just because I think a thought that is true, you know, just because I know something that is true that my ancestors didn't, I am therefore better than them. But like, what, what have any of these people ever done to raise the condition of Americans in, in any way remotely comparable to what Abraham Lincoln, Christopher Columbus, or the American founders did? They've done nothing. They have no accomplishments. You know, they, they can't sit there and say, I've even, you know, they haven't built this, even a city. Thomas Jefferson, besides, you know, being a president and helping forge the United States out of nothing against the greatest power in the entire world at the time. Risking his life. Um, yeah. Risking, I mean, his life and everything, you know, everything mm-hmm. available. He created the University of Virginia, which, you know, to this day is one of the nation's premier research universities. None of the people sitting on Charlottesville City Council have ever done anything that can hold a candle to one of his minor side accomplishments, <laughs> you know, like doing that. So, it, I mean, it's, it's frankly embarrassing for them to sit there and try to tear down someone, you know, who, you know, with, with a couple of years of his life out-achieved out the entire span of their existence so far. We're talking to Joy Pullman. She's executive editor of The Federalist. And just since you just rattled all that stuff off, I want to I read the line from your piece, which was my favorite line. Not one of these over-indoctrinated underachievers who want to rid our society of all heroes is fit to shine Thomas Jefferson's boots. That's 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 some pretty strong stuff there, Joy. Obviously, I uh, I mean, obviously, this animates me a little, you know. But I mean, because because being able to 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 honor people who have gone before us is a necessary way to keep our culture alive. If we cannot, I mean, I don't think that we have to whitewash, you know, the wrong things that Thomas Jefferson and, and Christopher Columbus did. They definitely, I mean, slavery is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, oppressing Native peoples is certainly wrong, right? But it's super easy for us to say that because there is no slavery in our society. I, it costs me nothing to say that. Everyone claps for me when I say that, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't have to wonder what to do about that, about the fact that there is slavery and I, on my own, cannot eradicate it, right? Yeah, um, and as you so, point anyway, out in your so piece, it's, Joy, it's you point out thing. that the a lot of people there was a bit there's no cost for these people uh such as being killed or having an arm amputated which is what people did to help end slavery oh that's right you know one in 13 of the people men who fought in the civil war came home with an amputated limb and i mean i've gone to civil war reenactments so, you know i've seen um you know the kind of quote unquote medicine that they had mm-hmm. they were literally sawing off those limbs with no no um, painkiller. Unbelievable. You know, while, you know, men hold, you know, biting onto a stick while they used a hacksaw to cut through their bone. Yep. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, unless you're willing to go through that to eradicate injustice, 
I just don't want to hear your, you know, little virtue signaling about how much better you are because you're not. Hey, I, I have less than a minute, but um, I think it's next week. There's going to be a resolution, or uh, I don't know if it's a bill uh, that's going to be reintroduced, but the Democrats are going to uh, bring up reparations uh, officially in in the House next week. I think it's Wednesday. So where are we going with that? I mean, it's a preposterous idea. And you know why it's a preposterous idea? Because money can never pay, you know, for slavery. And the nation already paid in its blood. We all, you know, again, we almost killed ourselves over ending slavery. You know, we spent millions of billions of dollars in reconstruction in the South. Um, We've spent trillions of dollars in the war on poverty, primarily, you know, to minority families Mm -hmm. in the United States, you know, since the 1960s. That has not, money is not the problem at the root, you know, of the things that are wrong culturally in the United States. It's cultural issues, it's values, you know, it's other things. I am fully in support of, you know, saying that Americans need to stand in solidarity. Um, there, there definitely is a legacy of slavery that is still affecting people today. But money is not going to solve the problem. I mean, we've already spent trillions of dollars on this. Spending any amount more is not going to fix the problem. What I think it really takes is, you know, what I've been talking about this whole time, actually going into a neighborhood, being a tutor for children, you know, uh, re- renovating a home through Habitat for Humanity and giving it to a family that is homeless, you know, or has a risky home. That is a far more, it, it's, it's cost something, but it's also effective. You know, just writing people a check is extremely insulting. It can never, never pay, you know, for an injustice that has been done like that. The only thing that we can do, you know, is, is try to seek reconciliation for our nation uh, for our past sins, and, and we've been doing that for many years, and, and to do it uh, again with every generation, and try to look forward to our future and build one together, regardless of what the color of somebody's skin is, what they look like, or who their grandparents were. Hey, Joy, I really appreciate you being here. There's a great piece. You can find it at thefederalist.com, uh, uh, and uh, it's it's the best piece I've ever seen on this subject. Very good. I'm glad I got you to come on the show, and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, and we'll be right back. Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night? Or just trudging through each day, but not really enjoying your life. I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling. And that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. 
I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. You're listening to The John Staggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we're down to our last uh, 55 seconds of the week, Um, maybe a minute. But um, uh, we had a good week, and in case you missed it, our our jerk of the week, Joe Biden, for um, guaranteeing that he was going to cure cancer uh, if he's elected president. So I'm voting for him. I don't know about you. Uh, Anybody who can... uh, uh, you know, just eliminate cancer. Why would you not vote for him? Another good week of producing by Aaron Burns. She's the person who gets all these people lined up for me to be on the show. I think we have great guests on this show. And uh, Aaron does a great job in uh, chasing them down and somehow convincing them to come on the show. So uh, thanks to Aaron again for another good week. And thank you for listening. And I'll see you on Monday. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.